When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, I am Anderson Cowan and I have got a movie to make and this is Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie week 20 of 36 weeks. And on today's program, I have a very uh, special guest again. Mr. Robert Jarosinski. Robert, thank you for not only being uh, my my ever faithful producer on all three of these projects, everything, all things loaded for bear, but also thanks for uh, kind of uh, working with my schedule and being available the, the two times that I asked you to be on this uh, on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I, I love I love the project. Um, it's been great. Like now we're really starting to get to the point where things are happening. So this is a, a great time to have me back on and talk about uh, what I know a lot of people are interested in hearing about, which is the the casting process. Exactly. So uh, yesterday, just as of yesterday, uh, September 11th, as it were, uh, a bunch of things happened for the project and it, it takes us all the way back to how many. So what we're going to be establishing today, what we're going to be talking about today is the things that Robert had to go through, uh, had to do uh, in order to make our project, the short that we're leading up to first and foremost, uh, completely above board and legal and signed off on by the SAG after union. Uh, and uh, luckily for me, I have Robert on my my side and on my team. So I didn't have to bother myself with all of the emails and all of the procedurals, procedurals and, and hoops that you had to jump through. I saw what you were doing, but I, I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't really paying attention because I didn't have to, because I had you. So you're giving me updates. We're on the phone and texting and emails quite a bit leading up to this. It's been an ongoing process. I'd say five weeks, six weeks. Why don't I just, why don't I get educated as well? Cause going back to uh, let's make this movie from, from year, a few years ago, like I was trying to educate uh, everybody on what I was going through and the things I was learning. And now here we are. And um, you're going to educate me, even though I was part of the process, but you were the one who did all the work. So let's let's hear how we became legal. Yeah, um, that's that's great. That's a great setup because there is there were a lot of choices you have as a filmmaker when you decide to embark on the process is uh, when you're making it is deciding whether or not you want it to be union. And when people say it's a union project, they could mean a number of different things. Um, and generally, when you have a WGA project, which is the Writers Guild. Um, you're working with a writer in the guild. There are minimum rates and things that go into that. It becomes cost prohibitive as a producer to make that type of a project. Same thing with directors. Um, there's the DGA. And then uh, that comes with all of these minimum costs and things that really start putting the movie into a sphere where you're you're, you're needing to put in about a million dollars in funding just to get it off the ground. Like That's like the minimum minimum amount. And thankfully, uh, for better or for worse, Anderson, you are neither WGA or DGA. And so we are no, not required 
uh, to have to participate in, in those minimums or things like that. So it creates a lot of flexibility on the spending side. The other union that oftentimes gets gets mixed in is um, IATSE, and that covers just a you know many of the above and below the line crew members um, as well. And th- that's important. Um, while we may not seek out that uh, that approval, um, I always try to st- say that it's good to try to follow those those union rules because those are just kind of like basic human rights <laughs> type of things. Um, so you we're know, talking we're, about hammer crew, grips, electric that that absolutely kind of position. But then what's left is you have your actors and, you know, whether it doesn't necessarily mean that a project is going to be great having members of the SAG union or the Screen Actors Guild um, participate in your project, but it comes with a little bit of more, it, 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 it can provide more eyeballs and more interest in selling it. It gets investors more excited. And I'm not even talking about, you know, A-list, A-list names necessarily for whatever your definition of that means, but when you have your when you when you're a union member of SAG, it typically means you've been in a certain amount of uh, of projects and productions, so you have that experience. So you're getting people who are familiar with the process of of how making a movie works. Um, so I I you know even if you're not participating in a union project for any of those other unions, um, the projects that I've I've participated in in making films, I've always went. I've decided to go SAG. I may not have every member of the cast be SAG. That's not required, um, but I always try to have. I always try to go for a SAG project, and with that, you need to agree as a producer of the project that you're going to adhere to all of their union rules. And and so that kind of that's the jumping off point for from where we started when we decided to to make that leap and say, hey, we're going to take loaded for bear, and rather than focusing just primarily on the feature, let's make a little proof of concept um, of it with a short film. It's advantageous right now. There aren't a lot of projects happening, uh, which I'll get to in a moment because uh, that was my assumption. Um, but I think a lot of that that's changed. I think since uh, recently, and I can t- talk a little bit more about that. But you know, there was this idea that you know a lot of the big studio things aren't getting made. Maybe there's an opportunity for us to get additional exposure by uh, getting some some you know n- known known actors to be in our short and get them excited to be in it and help raise awareness and put some eyeballs on this project. And that's been the focus all along. And when this opportunity came up, my idea, and it continues to be uh, the same idea, is to get some of these actors who aren't working right now because they're on strike and they might have some extra time in their day. And if they would like to come play with us down at the Born to Act Players, and you know, these these are our act. The Born to Act Players are actors that are working on their craft at least once a week. Most of them, they 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 have a great teacher in Mary and to have uh, like a working actor who's in the union come down and have fun with us and maybe show some of their stuff as well. I thought would be really, really cool. Uh, making a short with some of these guys, some of these uh, working actors, uh, which we're going to be doing is going to be really, really fun. And uh, I think it'll be eye opening for a lot of our actors. We're going to have at least 15 or 16 of them. And from what I understand, at least the ones that have speaking parts are going to be able to get a point towards SAG. So, cause there are, it's a mixed group of my born to act players that I work with. Like some of them do it just for the camaraderie and for the friendships and for the fun that they have. And some of them do it for all those reasons, as well as they want to get in the business. They want to get work. They want to be in commercials. And many of them do They Many of them do work uh, right now. Like uh, Matthew, we just saw him in, in champions and he's going to be in the short. So 
Yep. Uh, it's he's already in SAG. A few of them are kind of getting close. So that's another reason why we thought it'd be a good idea to go SAG, even though uh, it costs so much more money. But Absolutely. Like it's, it's always that chicken or the egg of how do you get, you know, you want the job or you can't have the job until you have experience by yeah. making it a SAG project. You're giving opportunities to those members of the cast who may not be SAG to, to start earning those credentials, uh, those points towards uh, towards getting uh, being a, a full fledged member. And what you need three to become like eligible and then you can pay your dues. Yes. Yeah. I, and I don't know if, you know, what uh, exactly the metrics are that SAG uses to decide, you know, how, how many combination of shorts or like how, how much you've been in, you know, specifically was a leading role. Like there's, there's certainly some, some criteria that goes, uh, that goes into it, but what it comes with once you're a member is the opportunity to have health insurance, which, you know, is like, you know, should be a, a basic right. Um, so it, it's really beneficial and there's pension and health kind of benefits. You know, there aren't any 401ks uh, for, for people in the arts off. Uh, so th this is a, you know, being a part of a union, you're, you're building up, um, you know, things that are, that are very important to, to people in order to continue in the business. I, yeah, I get it. And it's, it's, it's twofold because it's, it's a lot harder to get any kind of work, like you were saying, because the experience without the SAG, but also SAG as a union, many of us, you know, understand how unions work and how they're very important, especially to people uh, who are trying to defend themselves and go up against, you know, the people at the top who will try and, you know, milk everyone dry to make the most money. I mean, it's this age old st story. I mean, that's what the feature length movie loaded for bear is all about. It's all of those themes about the big guy taking advantage of the little guy age old story, but all right. So let me take a pause real quick there and just uh, remind everyone, because we are we are getting close to being kind of running dry for, for the project. Uh, it is a 501c3. It's through Entertainment to Effect Change is our fiscal sponsor. So I know uh, many of you heard me say this before, but uh, if you do donate or, or give to the project, um, it talk to your tax professional, but it should be a tax write-off. Uh, since I made my last big push last week, um, some people have really come through strong. So I like to uh, go through and uh, thank everyone who went over to loadedforbeardoc.com, loadedforbeardoc.com to uh, pr give a give a, a donation, no matter what the amount. Every bit helps, as you've heard before. Gregory Hodgkins came in. Uh, with a nice amount. Thank you very much. Nathaniel M Mendenhall. Thank you, uh, Nathaniel. Rufus Dollar. I know you, buddy. Thanks for that very generous donation. And, and Rufus works in finance. So he understands the benefits of, you know, if you're going to donate, donate to something where you can, um, you know, write, use it as a tax write-off once you talk to your tax professional. Uh, Nicholas Curran uh, gave, as well as Christopher Wolfing and Tedder. Thank you, Tedder. Mike Joseph as well. And then an anonymous one came in just um, earlier today. And then an, a, a very, very large anonymous donation came in. Uh, I'm talking four figure, $1,000 somebody gave. So thank you to whoever that anonymous person. I hope it wasn't my mom. Um, but thank you to whoever, whoever that was. And you can see more about the doc. You can see the pictures. You can see all the different levels and the different perks over at loadedforbeardoc.com. We'll give you um, all of that information. So necessary. It's my least favorite part of doing this is begging for money. But at the same time, Robert, it's kind of fun to be able to give people an opportunity to have their name associated uh, with, with a project like this. And speaking of a project like this, you've bent over backwards to, because of this strike that's going on, uh, you know, it was never an option. It was never even thought of, uh, never even spoken out loud until I say this right now, we never thought about it. Well, let's just see what actors are willing to work on this no matter what, because, you know, we got a, we got a good project over here and it's fun and it's an altruistic and maybe they will want to come out and work with this IDD uh, group of actors. No, like from the beginning, Robert's like, I know how to do this. I, I know the steps. It's a, it's a pain, but let's go out and get it done. Right. So that's where. Yeah. 
and I don't want to claim to be magic or anything. There's no, there's no magic to this at all. It's just, it's just a lot of legwork and um, not being bogged down by the obstacles that people put in front of you. And then you also have to be willing to build the, build the track while the, while the train is coming, so to speak, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, oh, there's a lot of that, you know, it's, 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 you, you're working on something over here and you can't get the thing on the other side until you have that thing, but you can't get the other thing. And, and so you, you almost yeah, have juggling. to present yourself as having, you know, it's, it's going after both at the same time without having either one and you need the other one in order to move forward. And since this podcast, I think is generally directed at people who are interested in, you know, the details, um, I'll share a little bit about, the steps if you want to get uh, SAG actors on your project, if that sounds yeah. like a, a a fun a fun journey. Right now, during the strike specifically, but even without the strike, some of this is going to you know Very once the strike is done. Uh, it it occurred to me uh, kind of a shock to the system just yesterday when we got all this information. And my buddy uh, Rand, you know Rand, uh, he texted me and he's like, I, "I need to know everything that you guys did because he's going through a similar but different situation." Danny Trejo. Uh, is held up because of the strike and can't promote the documentary that I produced and that Rand produced that we just made La Lucha. So he's doing a big like uh, rollout of the movie, but his star, Danny Trejo, isn't allowed to promote it without signatory. So he's like, how did it all go? I'm like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk to Robert. So uh, here we are. Yeah. So let's let's for a moment assume there was no strike. The process is pretty straightforward. Um, not not straightforward. Um, it's it's very st- there, there's a step by step approach. You go out to the SAG after website. Uh, there's a form for signatory. You have to decide what type of project level you're at, and different project levels require different amount of due diligence on strike. Thankfully, we were a short. Now, the benefit of being a short, and that doesn't necessarily just mean runtime under forty minutes. It also means a budget fifty thousand dollars or less. Um, shorts are currently not struck by. And I, I think people are not aware of, of what that means exactly. So just for the benefit is SAG has chosen not to strike any projects or, or they are allowing their uh, their union members to participate in, in short projects, student films. Um, and there's another micro budget, micro budget. Yeah, micro budget features. So we qualify as so we're just kind of BAU business as usual at this point of we don't need a special interim agreement or anything, which which is what is being required of larger projects with with more um, with higher budgets and longer runtimes. So, we got to go through the normal normal process for this, and generally, it takes about four weeks from the point you hit submit on this kind of basic uh, form that you submit all of the details of your project. And I think what trips a lot of people up is if you go through those list of things. It's overwhelming, and you may not have answers to every one of those things. That's okay. Um, you don't need to. You can put in placeholders for now. The SAG is not expecting you to know exactly when your rehearsal date is. They're asking, but you don't need to know exactly. So put in your they best guess. They asked everything. They wanted it yeah. as though the whole that's and that's the backwards thing that you're talking about with build and track out here. Because hey, SAG, we can't have all these things in place without having your thing in place. So it's the chicken of the egg. Like it's not even chicken of the egg. It, it, it's like what what kind of interior do you want for this car that you're having built right now, but you don't have the money to have it built, so no one's building it. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. in that that might be gone by the time. And when you're talking about dates and flights and, you know, we have to fly uh, at least one of our actors in, uh, we're talking to another one later today, more on that later, but you know, he might live out of the country where we're not sure. So 
these are the kinds of things that we're dealing with, a lot of logistics, and they want to know the answers to all of them, but we can't even lock any of these actors in because we don't have a sign off from the union. So, so don't, so don't be, you know, my advice for those, you know, filmmakers who are looking to try to go through this process is don't let what you don't know, like slow you down is put in placeholders um, where you don't know the information that is totally acceptable. Um, and SAG will flag, you know, where they need the actual details. Um, the big hurdle for us was in a normal situation, business as usual situation is we can still be pursuing cast members and having conversations with them and locking down those additional details um, in a non-strike environment. Um, but because there is a strike environment, rightfully so, the actors' reps didn't want to engage in, in meaningful discussions um, and lock and secure them down until we were cleared by SAG. That's the term is, you know, once SAG has evaluated your project and, you know, checked all of, dotted their I's and crossed their T's on your project, they provide what's called clearance. And that's basically the golden ticket um, uh, for, for you to move forward with your project. And normally that's towards the end of the process, but because we are in a strike, uh, we needed that clearance in order to even have meaningful conversations with cast members and truly lock them down. So we just received that yesterday, um, Monday, September 11th, 2023. And um, yeah, there were a lot of there were, it wasn't too bad. There, um, I have to give it up to our, our, our SAG rep made it uh, fairly straightforward. It did take some time to go through. And this is the part that I was going to share that is applicable to Rand is while there is a strike going on, um, we got in early on this whole concept of let's, let's double down on this. Let's, let's take, let's take it to the studios and let's make meaningful, like let's make projects outside of the studio system. We were very early to that. So which That's the great whole point of the strike, too. That's why yes. we are not the enemy. And if anything, we're showing that we can pay these actors and be good people and not set the rules that are trying to be clamped down on them. We're, we're not the enemy. I, I mean, I've never even tried to work inside the studio system because I don't want a job working for one of those types of people who don't have creativity and just, you know, look for the greatest uh, ability to rake in the most money. Like That's not the kind of person that I want to go in business with at all. Yep. Ever. It never has been. Yeah. And so. Uh, others have have jumped at this opportunity. You know, they see this as an opportunity not only to continue making their films and not, you know, outside of the studio system, which is great. I just heard yesterday from another business rep on another project that they're up to 1,100 applications now for Jeez. the interim agreement uh, pending. So that's new applications. That's not including all the ones that they've approved, which is probably close to that number too. So a lot of filmmakers now getting backed are, up. Are, are going for it. And now there's a, a, a backlog and there's a bottleneck of probably 1100 seems like a lot of projects in a year to me. Um, I don't, I know that you, you, you run several feeds and I know you talk about how many movies are made every year, but it seems like it's a lot of projects that are, it is. That are it's, uh, a, it's a probably a lot of shorts and whatnot. Uh, but yes. I know that there's way more features uh, than there, there should be made really uh, because I think a lot, I, what, that's a whole other different subject, but it's not the olden days where, you know, you had to have film and a studio to make a movie. Anyone can make a movie. My phone was on uh, for about 45 minutes. I had to ride my bike, uh, ride Atticus to school on my bike this morning because one of our cars is in the shop and my phone was recorded in my pocket. I, I don't know if I could submit that. I think I legally could submit that. Uh, I pushed up if I wanted to submit that to a, a film festival. I think they'd let me and they let me call it a short. Very avant-garde. Hey, I, I want to go back to um, a, a bad 
analogy that I made as far as the interior of the car. It would be more like having a party that you know you're throwing, uh, but you don't aren't, you don't know who's you're even allowed to invite yet, and you have to figure out exactly what kind of food and uh, the arrangements and all that. But you're not allowed to know who you're allowed to invite yet. So it's it's like that. It's it's it was a lot of a lot of juggling, and uh, I'm. It's it's a kind of a minor miracle that we are where we are and we are able to pull it off and everything kind of, so far. Hey, fingers crossed, staying in place. Fingers, you know, fingers I, crossed, yeah. And, and a lot of things I got to lock down. You've pointed out we had a cast member who is is well known, um, definitely recognizable from the projects that they've been that officially signed. Um, once we passed them the clearance, um, they signed the same day, which is which is great. They seem very enthusiastic. And then yes. we have another person who, in principle, was already ready to go. Um, so we have two two very you know. Uh, we have two SAG uh, people who are we're very excited out. They were, you know, our first choices for both um, for both characters. So, um, very excited to to finally be able to talk to them in a meaningful ways. We can talk th- about things like costume fittings and rehearsal dates, and maybe getting out to the Born to Act uh, studio to you know come in and, and visit on a on one of the yeah. sessions. As well, we're 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 hoping to shoot on a Friday, and uh, our class is the one that I focus in on. Uh, every week is Thursday. So I'm really hoping that uh, those two actors, if not uh, even some more, maybe the entire cast, that would be the dream, would be able to come and attend that class the night before we actually shoot the following day. Uh, We're looking to shoot this thing. It's nine pages right now. We're looking to shoot it all in one day. It's probably going to be like a 14 hour day, two locations, but we're going to be building it. the, The plan right now is to build it all out in the one spot, which is a giant day room, a giant hall with a stage and we're going to build it uh, out half of it to make it look like an office. The other half is going to look like a, a day room, uh, like an art studio. And there's a big pullback reveal that shows at the end that we're actually shooting the movie and that it's actually two separate locations in one. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. And yeah, I, I, I can't believe that. And we also have uh, in 30 minutes, you and I are on a call with an interested actor for, one of the roles uh and he's got some questions about the script so we'll figure out where he lives he is very very good for the role i have watched a ton of stuff we we've looked at so many different people and we're only going after uh actors that we feel would be right so far we haven't even entertained the idea of going after someone just because they're a name every single person is right for the role or they're not and i've been suggested names from the group and from the producers group and uh, some of them are, you know, most of the names that I get suggested to a lot of the time, they're like, they're people that, you know, but I just can't wrap my mind. I'd love to work with these people, just not in this particular case. So we're not making some concessions or um, we're not taking shortcuts or, or, or and I've, I've loved that you've really, you've really stuck to your artistic vision for it because it, yeah, no one's putting pressure on you to do anything, but you know, a lesser person might be well sway, uh, swayed by, it's, you know, it's, an, that's, an Real easy though, Robert, is I just, I, I want it to be the best it can be. And, you know, I guess that's a matter. I, some people would think that a, a big doesn't, there's like, there's a guy who I know would, would love to work. And I would love to work with him because I know him, but he's just, there's a, a few of those guys from my Loveline days, but I'm not doing Loveline like guests that I might know because I didn't write roles that fit for these people. So I'm doing my best to make sure that uh, as, as the director of this thing, that uh, the, the roles are all well cast as far as being able to you know exude the the type of character that's on the page now you know if if like de niro were to show some interest i might rewrite a new character or something you know what i mean like daniel day tom hardy wants to be in this thing i'm like all right i'll I'll, I'll write something i'll write in a new character you know write in a character with a great mouth and big lips 
You and then I can uh, put a mask on him somehow because he yeah. always wears a mask. So, <laughs> well, and and for those who are interested to, again, this is more of the details, but you may ask yourself, like, what does SAG ask for beyond rehearsal dates? And, you know, when your production is going to be going, one of the things that didn't trip us up, but we needed to get done sooner rather than later is make sure you, you have a business set up for this, for yes. your production, um, whether that's an LLC or an S corp or, you know, whatever it is like, um, generally for every project you work on, you should have your, like a separate company started And it. Um, unless you're in California, it's relatively easy to do that. And, and low cost in California, <laughs> which is where we decided to set up loaded for bear LLC. We're an official company. Um, California is a little bit on the pricier side after the initial, initial year we found out, and that's just the cost of doing business, but yeah. So yeah, Robert and I formed a, uh, a new company. And when I say Robert and I, I mean, Robert did a bunch of work and, uh, had me read a 26 page document a couple times and, uh, assign it. So now loaded for bear is a real life, uh, business out there. We could have done it through cold cockle. Uh, but there's a few issues there. One of which is that I run through so many things through cold cockle. We wanted something fresh and something, you know, clean that, uh, Robert and that's and the I reason could, could that's the reason you do it is just so it can be, you know, isolated and, you know, from anything else, so you don't kind of commingle things. And then, yeah, we, we had to have it. One of the things SAG requests, even on a small little short film is show me your operating agreement, yep. which generally kind of explains the, how, how things, how the business will be run. And thankfully, you know, Anderson just trusted, trusted me to, uh, to come up with it and signed it. So now I own all of loaded for bear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I missed that last part. I had to have my wife sign it and she, she looked at me with daggers and she goes, if you ruin my life with one of these <laughs> things, I swear I will kill you. And I said, all right. If so it makes I, you I, feel better, I have Carrie uh, just blindly sign things all the time. Uh, and she, she doesn't know what she's up to, but no, it's just, it's just explaining how the process works. And, you know, as we look forward, um, it's the, it's going to be the foundational document that will add on as we bring on additional investors, hopefully for the, uh, for the feature. Yeah. So yeah, that will be the thing in place when um, raising funds from financiers and smaller uh, production companies, if that's the route we go. I mean, that first, so just to reiterate how important we feel the short is um, a, it's going to be a whole lot of fun to do this with the born act players. I, I, some of them have not been on a set or some of them have not been on a set in a while. Some of them have been on sets a, a lot and they love it. So we're going to afford them that opportunity. Um, I have speaking parts, uh, a pretty big part for Mary Rings, who runs the entire program. This is her 30th year running the Born to Act players, and she has a nice role in that, uh, which was written not for her. It was written for somebody else years ago, but she is very similar to this character. Um, I'm looking at some other people that are in, uh, some other assistants that are, that work uh, that I know through the the process of, of volunteering with uh, Born to Act players. So it's going to be in-house as well as the SAG after professionals coming in. Um, and then it'll be a proof of concept. It'll be a proof of work. And we'll be able to use this short. Yeah, sure. You know, if it turns out well, which I plan on it turning out well, we'll submit it to festival. I mean, that just helps get awareness out there. But also we're going to be using this as kind of a calling card. Like this is the documentary we're making. This is the short that we made. And this is a, a small version of what we want to do with the feature. What do you think of these actors? What do you think of this concept? What do you think? Let's let's go. Let's do this. And we we do believe that that is a really good path to the feature. Yeah. One thing too that people may ask themselves is to like, oh wait, it's a short. It's under fifty. It's your you know your budget's going to be under fifty thousand dollars. How are you affording four four names? You know, four SAG actors to be part of your project? Well. The, the, you don't know until you ask. Work within your budget. 
you know, we, we had a number in mind and we want to do favored nations, which is a term that's used uh, to describe like paying every, all the cast members equally. That's important to us as well, too. Um, so we had a number in mind and you don't know until you ask, you don't know what people are you know, open to working for, how much they want to be just part of the project. Um, uh, so it's not always about the money. You will run into agents and managers who just flat out say no based on the dollar amount. Um, and they don't even want to look at the project behind uh, behind and it's it's really just about the money but those guys are uh, to find those find the right people though though those particular agents and managers too like i'm sure that they have an eye on you know becoming a, a studio exec one day and a ceo like that's that's what they're looking to looking to and there have been and we're not going to get into all this but there have been um some issues with agents and managers actually working hand in hand with studios and screwing their own clients over uh, for money. And that was something that that's one of the sticking points actually with, from my understanding with uh, the strike, there's many, many sticking points and issues uh, going on with the strike that they want changed. But that was one of them is there is just these sweetheart deals and uh, lump sums being given and, and signed off on because it made sense for the agent, not necessarily their clients. So essentially they were working for the studio, not their client anymore in those situations. Yeah. And, and you could, you could spot those things too. If you, if for those who have access to um, IMDb pro or IMDb, even may, you might be able to figure it out. Go go look at some of your shows and see who's repping the actors who are in your favorite shows or movies. And you'll what you'll see is there there are patterns of wait a second, like these are all people repped by the same agency. And that's not that's not by accident. Like there are these packages that that happen and you form a good relationship with an agency or a rep. And that, you know, we would we would, you know, we 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 would consider something like that too. You know, we have a good relationship and we want to source talent, but it, it crosses the line, I guess, when the studio is like, and then we will also pay, yeah, your agency for uh, more um, by packaging, you know, these actors together and getting and us a better deal. The packaging is what the unions broke and busted to begin with way back when, when each studio owned the actors and they weren't allowed to become free agents. Like they, they literally own them for life. Uh, I shouldn't say literally, but Paramount, the, uh, the, the mountain that you see there, those stars that go around it, those are the stars that they owned under contract for life. And they, each one represented one of those stars. Uh, and that's the way it was. You weren't allowed to do other projects. You had to only do Paramount projects once you signed on. And if you don't sign on, you're never going to sign on with anyone unless you signed away for a life contract. So that's, an, an, they were kind of replicating that all these years later by packaging, like you get, take this guy and then you take the rest of them as well. And it's, it's, it's very similar. So yeah, that, that's been identified as a problem. There's a lot of problems. Oh yeah. All we're trying to do is make something good and we're putting in the work. And yeah. uh, I, I'm really feeling like I can tell you this every time I'm at the born act players, whether assisting or, you know, my mind now for the last few months has been kind of half on the documentary while I'm there and also to helping Mary run the class. But Mike's Mike Carano's always there, you know, shooting. And then I'll see something I'll, you know, run over to Mike. But when I'm there, I just it's it's two hours out of the week where I know I I'm I'm going to have this feeling of I'm in the right place right now. Like there's so many places in the, in the world to be. But right now, right here, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And it's such a such a great feeling. We're trying to get that uh, feeling across as well in the documentary, just kind of showing how every now and again, if you're afforded the opportunity, you you can find a place where it just feels right. And it's just that's it just feels right to be in there. And this trying to to do all this around the project, around this this program also just feels it just feels right. So and I should say, too, and I've said this before, if if this was for like a short version of, let's say, uh, groupers, which I am proud of. And I love that. Uh, we got to make groupers and I, I'm very proud of the movie. I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm still upset that 
4chan exposed it and, and destroyed it uh, with a rating on IMDb. That still bothers me. But if if it was, let's say this was groupers, I would not feel comfortable trying to go out and do what we're doing uh, for groupers for, you know, a movie about, uh, well, sure, it's about homophobia, but about, you know, just as obnoxious and over the top as it was. The only reason why I'm bearing down, and I think you might be the same way with uh, some things, Robert, with this is that because I just, we might as well get the best we can for this group right now. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if, 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 if this is all, you know, this is where the story ends is, uh, you know, we make the short, what a great, what a great experience for those uh, born act players to have had versus, you know, like putting all our eggs and getting a feature made, which is, it's a miracle to get any feature. It is. It really is. And I don't think people know that. And that's why I feel so uncomfortable, especially like watching a small little independent movie and then just going on and on about how much I didn't like it. I would just rather not talk about that movie at all because I know how much blood, sweat and tears and passion and, uh, Bradley Whitford, I just heard him on an interview and he, he put it perfectly. Uh, he, he said uh, the difference, he, he was talking to Marin and he was talking about the difference between producing, directing and writing a, a feature or, or anything as opposed to uh, acting in it. And he said, when you're writing, directing, producing it or producing it, you put it out there. It's like your child and you watch it, you know, just get abused and take, you know, taken advantage of and like you just reformed and it's just heartbreaking. There's so much work. Whereas being an actor on a project, you walk on and you're like the drunk uncle who just kind of like comes on and the set and like spoils everyone and does, does you do your little part, you make your appearance and then you're out of there. You don't even have to think about it uh, after that. So there is, yeah, that, I don't remember how we got there exactly, but yes. Uh, all good things. Anything else that uh, we we should cover? Or? No, we've got the the last two folks uh, to really finalize. And as you mentioned, you know, fingers crossed. In the next twenty minutes, um, you know, we have a good conversation with with yeah. the person that we're we're both very we're all very interested in, um, yes. and hoping that they're available and um, you know hear hear their questions out. And hopefully, it's something like you know, what 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 were you thinking? You know, motivations that sort of thing. And you know, versus kind of. I don't expect anything critical, um, but you know, uh, if they want to have a conversation, I'm guessing it's, it's on the, they're artists and they want to understand, get in your, in your head and see how you, you see the character. Yeah. Actor has some questions. That's, that's what it was put was this potential actor has some questions about the script that was submitted to him. So, uh, interesting. And, and like you were saying, and to, to end on that, at the very least, uh, this is going to be a large part of the documentary. A short will live out of uh, Loaded for Bear. Uh, obviously, we're going to document uh, the entire process of the short. And uh, hopefully, as I understand it, um, the actors in Born to Act who you know are trying to make a career of this and, and, and taking the right steps, this will get them closer to being SAG uh, for those who are not. So, it's like giving them a point with all this hard work too. So a lot of beneficial, uh, beneficial things are, are coming up for, for everyone involved. So yes. All right. Well, thank you very much. This is one of the longer ones we've done, but uh, for good reason, you know, and uh, when can we say these names? I'm tired of being cryptic and keeping. Oh boy. I, I was, I was kind of hoping we could do something by the end of the week. I, I I'm, I'm being extra sensitive and letting the actors decide theoretically yeah. when, when they sign on to a project, you, you know, you kind of own the right to be able to promote them and use their image name, image likeness, uh, just out of respect for the strike. Everybody's got different sensitivities about uh, being promoted um, just because there's still a lot of misunderstanding and misconceptions about working during this, during the strike. Um, so I'm, we're, we're kind of, I'm waiting to hear back from each of the actors uh, reps to see if they're comfortable with, you know, social media promotion and, or, uh, you know, general PR type promotion outside of social media. It's the, it's the social media one that I've generally heard, Hey, you know, let's, let's not do that. But, um, yeah. 
Most folks Shocking. have been open to press. So like, hopefully, you know, something like on this feed, I don't, I don't think this would be considered uh social media. So hopefully by next week we can get a clear answer on, you know, what their comfort levels are. to so at least promote um, and mention, certainly you'll be able to go out to IMDb and, and see their names there at some point here um, in the next week or so. Cool. Yeah. So just stock my IMDb page and you'll see loaded for bears already on there. And uh, yeah, let's see. All right. Well, thank you very much, Robert, for stopping in. Uh, sorry to everyone who uh, li- likes to uh, listen to this on Fridays. This is uh, geez. What's today? Tuesday. Yeah. It's like four, four days late. Uh, I've been working very hard on uh, like interviews and I just literally did not have the time to do this uh, over the last few days. I've also been doing open houses, as you know, and uh, doing real estate. So it's just been uh, plus I'm stubborn. And the way I was recording this uh, before it was a whole process and the extra step. So I'm trying to do it old school, just straight on the computer instead of all of my, you know, it must sound perfect ways. So that's what the new microphone's about. All right. Thank you very much for everyone for listening, for contributing, for following along, uh, for sharing the project. Robert, thank you for all of your very, very hard work and dedication to this project. And this is, you have a day job and you have other film projects. I don't know how you ever see your family. You're, you're remarkable. Well, it's, it's, it's something I'm really proud to be part of. So thanks again for letting me be part of it and letting me uh, do all my fun paperwork stuff that I love to do. He does love to do that. It's like, it's the, you're the perfect partner because I see paperwork and, I'm like uh, Atticus, who's six, and you say, let's do the spelling test. And he just immediately, like, he, you could tell he wants to die. And like that's how I feel like whenever anyone puts paperwork in front of me. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with this. All right. My brain is very simple. All right. Thank you very much, Robert. And thanks uh, to everybody. And uh, talk to you probably Friday, real soon. A few days. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.